0: the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether it's your love of basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Oh, man. Welcome to the Oral Sessions with your girl, Renee Paquette, joined today by my buddy, Emilio Sparks. Dude, all this day, I see clearly. He did the metal hand signs to the sign. He did the whole thing. And then we got like the, the pyro went off. We got all of the emotions, all the feelings. I went to sing a song and I nearly choked on my own saliva. I don't recommend that. It's the road to WrestleMania, baby. It's officially begun. Edge just punched his, punched his card to WrestleMania, the main event. This is my first time getting, I mean, I've obviously done like recap shows for WWE doing Talking Smack or any kind of like post-show scenarios, but this is like a different one where we just get to hang out and shoot the shit as pals and talk about some wrestling.
1: Right. I mean, we were doing it via text message and we were like, let's do it for a show.
0: Let's breathe a little life into it. So is it different
1: now that you're on the other side of the track, so to speak, a little bit where you can just sit back and, and watch and just be an observer?
0: Yeah. Because you know what? I mean, working a rumble is so chaotic. Um, cause I mean, you think of, think back to last Royal rumble and we're in Houston, Texas at what is it? AT&T stadium out there. I believe we're out there full packed house. Little did we know the world was about to be shut down, but I got to call my first Royal rumble and, um, we could have graves on at some point to have a discussion about this. But my biggest moment that I remember from my rumble that I was at was when, uh, I couldn't spit out Zelina Vegas name and I was like, zit, 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 uh, zit, uh. and I'm looking at Graves for like, please bail me out of this. I cannot talk right now. And he didn't know what I was trying to do. So he's just laughing at me. Uh, but anyways, I love not knowing anything. I love not knowing anything when I'm there because I love if like someone's hidden in a room somewhere, they're hiding on a bus and you don't really know who is going to show up at the rumble. But to be able to sit at home, the thing that I don't love is some of the stuff that pops up on the internet of like, oh, we heard so-and-so's backstage or this and this, and I know that's gonna happen, but it bums me out, especially when it's true. Most
1: of the time, it's not true. I mean, there was there was some scuttlebutt today that certain people were gonna come back and they never really showed up to begin with. You know what I mean? So, CM
0: Punk wasn't there, what's his problem? Guys, <laughs> he was on this show. He
1: said, I am not coming back unless they offer me a truck full of money and an interesting
0: storyline. But you do have to keep in mind, they do have a truckload of money that they could have just backed up to his house. They got that Peacock money. I'm not denying the fact that they could have dropped off all that money to him. It could have happened.
1: In Punk's case, I think the storyline trumps the money at this point.
0: I think so, but I don't know. I mean, money always talks, right? People always say that. And not that I'm discrediting him with that. I do believe he uh, legitimately holds on to that. But if somebody's going to offer you a butt ton of money... Like oh I don't know I could just go in there and put somebody over for a couple of weeks and get out of there.
1: But it's been eight years, so I don't think it's gonna happen it's anytime soon. It's been seven, soon. Emilio.
0: It's been seven. I only know that I literally only know that because it was just tweeted about the other day. It was actually almost back to back, just days after that. It's been two years since uh, my John left WWE, which I didn't know either. But anyways, nerdy facts of things that pop up on the internet that I see and it sticks in my brain.
1: Speaking of graves. Can we talk about the turtleneck situation tonight?
0: Okay, what is your take on this? I mean, you are a man of many fashions. Look at you. You've got the hair down. You've got the glasses. You've got on the the blue toque. You look like a million bucks. Your take on the turtleneck with a blazer combo.
1: Oh, I think he dresses fantastic
0: anyway. He's a superb man. Yeah. Handsome man. What a guy. Love Corey Graves. Uh, I like He's it. He's one I- of those annoying people just to like interject. Not, not that I want to sit here and put over Graves a bunch, but like being as close of friends, as I am with him and as much time as I spent with him, he's one of those people that you're like, wow, you're really good looking. <laughs> like you like forget because you spend yeah. so much time with him. I'm like, oh, he's just like my buddy. I don't think like that. But there'd be times I'm like, you're very handsome. Good he for is. you. He Get is. after it. Can, he's he got like that chiseled face, pulls off the turtle. Not, not a lot of people can pull off that look.
1: No, you have to have like a like a long torso and a decently slim neck to wear a turtleneck. And you have to have a really good head, because if you don't have
0: a good head, you can have no jowl that's touching the turtleneck.
1: No, you can't have turkey neck.
0: Well, I mean, you could cover it with the turtleneck, which I think is the, the misconception of a turtleneck.
1: But you can still see like the, the, the side jowl stick out and it's even more obvious because you have the turtleneck, yes. which is up to here. Now it's
0: pushed up. It's like my dog wearing a collar. It's right. Like, Listen, we know you're chubby. You're, it's being pushed out. You have to be a slender man. I remember uh, Christian actually used to wear that look sometimes on backstage and it very much is a look of a villain in a Bond movie.
1: Very, very. Like You have to be like dignified and have some aura of mystique to pull that off.
0: You have to know certain like malts of liquors. You're only drinking top shelf. Right. Certainly dabble in cigars and or some kind of card games. Oh, all of that. I would guess. No,
1: all of that just reeks of masculinity and brute.
0: Enough about Corey Graves. We need to talk about what actually happened here at the Royal Rumble. Okay. So we talked about it very quickly moments ago. Edge won the entire thing. Bell to bell that man went. Holy hell. Just outlasted all these other fellows. Which was great. I love Edge. I'm so happy for the, for the success. I mean, we had him come back at last year's Royal Rumble. That was one of those like, I don't, I can't think of a surprise quite as good as Edge returning as it was for last year. I mean, everyone thinks he's done with the neck injuries. He's been out. He's retired. Really sad stuff, but he's overcome it. He's come back, but then he tears uh, his tricep and was out for however long. Uh, so now for him to come back, I just assumed he was going to be going to a program with Randy. But no, he won the Rumble and now he gets to do whatever the hell he wants at WrestleMania.
1: Right. See, that's the thing that they do. They trick you. I thought we were going to get the greatest wrestling match part two. I really thought that that's what we were going to get. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, he became a 60 minute poppy now. So now he's in the club. So congratulations to Edge. But good job. I honestly thought that it was going to be somebody new or new into the context of they haven't been in a mountain yet. They haven't worn the WWE championship. I thought it was going to be one of those guys, you know, that hasn't overcome the odds.
0: Well, I thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan. You thought you went Shinsuke?
1: I went Nakamura. Yeah.
0: Once Bryan was out, then I was like, Oh, is Seth going to win? Is Strowman going to win? Like I really, I did not think it was going to be edge. I was truly holding on hope that it was going to be Christian. I knew that it wasn't going to go that way, but I was like, Oh shit, maybe what? I didn't know where that was going to go. And the fact that he was in there quite as long as he was, and he looked like a million bucks, but obviously that that's not where it went, but I, I actually verbally yelped when he got kicked out of the ring. Unfortunately,
1: I'm sitting with, with my brother And he's like, well, Seth is coming out now, so what do you think? And I go, could CrossFit Jesus go in, win the match, and then pick whoever he wants? And he was, my brother was like, well, who would he go face? And I was like, oh, you know, being rather smug and, you know, IWC internet-y, I would have been like, oh, well, the surefire bet is that he would go face Roman Reigns and it would be brother versus brother because they have this weird steel connection.
0: We got to let that ride out a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like what Roman's doing. So just keep him champion as long as we can.
0: This is me just talking as like a fan of the product that if and when it comes down to this brethren battle, I would like there to be a third man involved in that battle. If you know what I'm saying
1: oh, I smell what you're cooking, and I'm <laughs> I'm here. Like you threw it, I caught it, and now I'm just keeping it. Like I'm, I want I'm, that
0: peacock money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Probably, you probably hear me outside. He's like, shut, what are you talking about? That's my opinion, not his at all.
1: I'm not mad at it though, but uh hey, listen, a girl can dream, you know.
0: I mean, I just think given the scenario. Right. You know, it's right. just, it's, it's scenario based. Um, but uh, in general though, uh, what, what is your like, do we do like a ranking system of this rumble? Or do you want to give like a rating out of like 10? Um, I would like a rating out of 10 from you on this rumble. In past rumbles,
1: you know, cause mm-hmm. I, I went to the last few. Does it rank up there with the ones that I went to? Was it bad? Absolutely not. Because they told stories, Bianca, won the Women's Royal Rumble. Yes. I absolutely love Bianca, her entire career. Her Chronicle was amazing to see. The Obstacle Course, the feud with Bailey. It's oh my all, God. It's all been fantastic. So to see that makes me really happy to know that they're investing in their women's division, but they're also investing in... Unproven WWE superstars, like they're finally yes. going to give the opportunity.
0: They have to somebody new. They have to. They're in a situation. They're ba- and I don't want to say like their backs against a wall, but it's like you know if, if as we transition here to talking about the women's Royal Rumble is like there were no huge surprises really in the women's Rumble. You know, I mean, even from the NXT brand, I mean, I I like that Shotzi Blackheart got out there. I love seeing Toni Storm. I think she is a huge star. I think she's amazing. She's got a huge future. We got Dakota Kai and then Rhea. But yeah, I I mean, once it came down, though, we saw Rhea, Bianca, and then Charlotte. Seeing the three of those women. And then when Charlotte got that boot, I was like, oh, hell yeah. I mean, I think everyone kind of across the board unanimously was like, it's got to be Bianca. And I had not even thought of Rhea until I was doing backstage and Booker T put Rhea in there just because she's not been on Raw and SmackDown and all that. Um, But she's someone who should also be given the ball to run with.
1: Right. And it's cool to see because, you know, you have somebody like Charlotte Flair who's already established. She's she's honestly a veteran in the small time she's been in the business. She's a multi-time women's champion. She's
0: amazing. It actually like pisses me off when people shit on her, to be honest. When you're
1: that good, and your last name is what it is, but you're proving yourself and you're matching the elk of your last name, people are just gonna shit on you regardless.
0: I feel like people shit on her because she's just been rammed down people's throats and whatnot, but not for lack of doing her job or being great at what she does. She's so good, hell of a promo.
1: Again, they told a really interesting story because Flair comes down when Lacey comes out. She's wearing the robe that ignites Charlotte. They start to feud. They roll out of the ring. They have this kerfuffle on the outside of the ring. They both get back in. Lacey gets eliminated. Charlotte goes on this tear. And you think, oh, well, they're going to give it to Charlotte Flair because she's the proven talent. And then once she did not and she was out, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Why? Because she plays such a great heel. I like when she was all smiley face and let's celebrate
0: my dad's here. I'm a champion. I'm the best. It's a great heel. Because she's just hateable because she's so damn good. You can't even wrap your head around how good she is. So to answer
1: your question, I would give it a six out of a 10. I think
0: that's very fair.
1: Right? Just because we did get to see NXT performers in the rumble.
0: You know who I really like that I'm excited for her getting more opportunities is Ruby riot. I like her a lot. she got such a cool look. She grinds. Every time she comes out, I feel like every time I see her, I'm like, she looks really good. She's always like, just like improving everything from like just like aesthetic to her look to like everything in the ring. I think she's just, she's great. And Liv Morgan as well with that ex tina throwback of the let's get dirty gear.
1: Okay, girl. I see what you're doing to fit his pop.
0: Yeah, I liked it.
1: MVP of the women's match for me in the in the Royal Rumble. Billy Kay.
0: Oh yes, she's fantastic. How good
1: was Billy Kay?
0: I didn't want her to wrestle the entire night. It's almost like in the way that like Santino Morella was of like just being so entertaining, but like talented in the ring. I mean, Santino, especially, I mean, he's really great. But, um, but yeah, somebody like Billy Kay, she doesn't have to get in the ring. There's so much value in her as a character, her with her headshots going out there in just like the little nuances as small as it is to like her and Peyton Royce finally doing their like iconic stuff together. And then as she goes to the iconic and then Ruby's right there. And she's like instantly bailed out of doing it, but her timing on it was so funny that it like legit popped me that I was like, Oh, I, I totally fell for it. I think she's fantastic. Um, another person who I would like to just point out specifically for um, another minor detail is, um, is Bailey carving coal into her hair before the match, I died when I saw that on her Instagram, like legit made me laugh. She used to call me out all the time. She calls Cole out. She calls out like Kayla Braxton. Like she's just always talking shit to all the commentators, which I find hysterical. Uh, But yeah, very funny. Good touch.
1: And somebody else who I was just so worried about when they turned her heel was Bailey because I was like oh I don't know she she could definitely have the Rick Steamboat you know, career and she could be a baby face her entire life. And she could be massively over and people would never really tire of her because she's that good in the ring. But then she gets the Bob. She copies, she copies Rizzy Paquette over here. She gets the Bob.
0: (laughs) Dude. I will never forget that day. We were in Las Vegas, uh, the arena here at T-Mobile and we're in like the locker room and Jackie Stakel, who does a hair and makeup uh, for WWE. She's a good friend of mine, but she, she was in there and they like ducked into one of the back rooms and they're like, we're going to cut the ponytail Ponytails coming off and everyone was like, oh my God. Like people gathered around it. Like it was a curtain sellout. They were just like waiting to see what this haircut was going to look like, where the Bob was going to evolve to. And I think it's great. I love that there's actually like between Bailey and now Mandy Rose, we've got a couple Bobs happening in the ring and I like it. But there's a
1: big difference in the Bobs, though. I think Bailey's Bob is a little bit more daring where she'll do the undercut, right?
0: She's always got that undercut, yeah. Mandy's Bob
1: kind of makes her look like suburban housewife where she goes and picks the kids up from soccer and the orange slices are nicely cut and placed in a tray.
0: A little Stepford wifey.
1: Which is fine. Listen, they're they're both equally beautiful women, so hair really doesn't matter. But I'm just saying if we're comparing Bob. But
0: hair does matter. I mean, hair's important. Let's not. I mean, you know, look at yourself. You know that hair is very important. Right.
1: But if we're just talking look about from a Bob aesthetic, oh I know I it smells so good. I conditioned it today. It looks good. I bet. Very, very happy. Um, would you do an undercut?
0: I would not. Well, wow, you got the it's nose ring? You, you really. I know, though. but it just doesn't work for me where somebody like Bailey, it works. Cause she got her nose ring a little bit after I did. So she does have the nose ring in the bob with the, with the undercut, but I just, I don't think that that's a look that I can, I think it's too hard looking on me. I don't think I can pull it off.
1: Well, you're out of Bob territory now too, because the show that was just aired on FS1 this weekend, there's no Bob vibes. I now know. it's like like shoulder length.
0: Well, let me tell you, that's done by design. First of all, prenatal vitamins, I highly recommend them. Um, They make all of your hair and your nails grow. Um, And the reason why I had to do it is so that I could put my hair up because I, this has not happened to me yet, but I'm waiting for it to happen, is uh, when you get pregnant, everything just puffs up. So I can't have a tight Bob and a giant face. So I'm trying to like, let the hair grow out so that I can at least pull it back when, and if my hair or my face that's gigantic.
1: You're very, very calculating Renee Paquette when it comes to this. I
0: know more than you would think, right? You wouldn't think that I thought about it that much, but I do because I've had a bob for a long time. And I will say anytime I've like fluctuated in weight, my bob looks best on me when I'm very thin, which currently I am not.
1: Speaking of change and fits and haircuts can we talk about real quick the new days Brody lee ah! luke harper remembrance I as a
0: note on here for me
1: here can we talk about that for a minute
0: beautiful i loved it um as soon as kofi i i will say as well once kofi jumped in the picture i was like oh, is kofi cleared for this because kofi and royal rumble of course is iconic it's amazing he's he's always a like outstanding performer uh, that's not happen. He's still not medically cleared, but him showing off Brody on his pants and then Woods had it on his jacket. Just a beautiful, beautiful tribute. Love that.
1: But it was different versions of yeah. Brody. So yeah. the last version of Brody is on Kofi's tight where it's him as the exalted one, <sighs> which to me, I thought was really extra special. Really cool. And it really brought a tear to my eye. You know, I, I love them like a brother. So when yeah. I saw that, it was a nice remembrance for somebody that was really excited to have an opportunity to be a singles competitor once again. And then Big E had the side profile of when he was in his Wyatt family's phrase. Mm-hmm. They had the flannel. They also mixed parts of the dark order gear into it with the color scheme of like gray and black. Whoever designs their gear, chef's kiss.
0: They're just so thoughtful. They're so thoughtful in their gear. I mean, even, I mean, we had Biggie on the show and just him talking about, you know, how he thinks about the different names that he wants to put on his gear, who he wants to draw attention to who might make somebody want to Google who that person is and then find out about their story. I just, I think it's a cool way to to just commemorate people, but also, you know, to, to, to pay homage to somebody or to acknowledge somebody in any capacity. Uh, But the way that they did it with Brody's on their gear tonight was really such a cool touch. I love that. It was was really beautiful to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know what I like? The 8k cameras. Do you like those for the entrances?
1: I do. I think they're really nifty. I think it adds like something fun nifty. to it. Too. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was
0: thinking of bringing it back. I was thinking of bringing it back. Nifty. I like it. Yeah.
1: I like different aspects of like the visual experience because we're all home watching this.
0: I really noticed it when Rhea came out for her entrance. I was like, oh shit, she looks cool as all hell. And then I started like really honing in on it. But I don't think I've seen someone look bad in that where I feel like even when when like, TV started being like, we're shooting everything in HD. And women were like, no, thank you. Because it like changes your makeup. You see everything really up close. It can be like very unflattering. Where this makes everybody look like a million bucks. I want to be, can we shoot this in 8K? What's going on? What happened to our budget?
1: We're going to have to ask James that because I want the Instagram filter all the time on us.
0: Yes, me too. I want to look
1: pretty and angelic. I think we deserve that. I mean, you're glowing because you're having the good child, but I don't know if I'm glowing. I mean, I could try to whiz off as much of your glow juice, but I don't think it's really going to work. So I think an Instagram filter <laughs> would be I'm not whizzing
0: cool. my glow juice anywhere. Let me tell you that. Um, <laughs> I will say though, the light that you have in the background right now, that's giving you a very nice aura, if you will. But no, those, those 8K cameras look really, really cool. Big fan. I would love for us to get something like that here to shoot me in my home in my spare bedroom right now. Um, in front of my ring light, I'm sure it would look exactly the same. It would be great. Um, okay. So Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, Universal Championship, last man standing match. These two beat the hell out of each other. Um, that spot off of the forklift through the table onto Roman Reigns and his brand new teeth was very scary.
1: I was nervous for the teeth the entire time because during SummerSlam, the teeth were the most talked about thing since the return. Like uh, his. How teeth- much do you think those cost? I Googled because I wanted Roman teeth. <laughs> Did you Google it? <laughs> yeah, I wanted Roman teeth at one point, you know, and I think it's like five to six grand a tooth. A tooth? Yeah, and you're only doing, and this is the funny thing, they're only doing the first ones you could see, so you're only getting six on the top and six on the bottom.
0: Wow. See, I was, like, joking when I was watching that. I was sitting watching it with John. I was like, well, there goes 20K. It was underestimated.
1: Easily, like, because they have to, what they do is, unless they're going to do, where well, they cover your original tooth. A cap. What they do is they will whittle them down to, like, these little points. thanks. And then they jammed the new grill piece up into your mouth.
0: Oh, God, that's got to really be painful. I actually, um, I went with Natalia. She got her teeth knocked in uh, at a house show here in Vegas. And I went with her to like a 24-hour dentist. So I got to see how they do it. And it is, yeah, it's a little... It's gnarly. It's a hell of a job. But yeah, that match was... I thought it was a good match. I really liked it. The last man standing match. I thought that, you know, they took it all over the arena to also, it was kind of cool to be reminded that they are in like a stadium setting. You know, you kind of forget when you're inside the Thunderdome of just exactly what the setting looks like. It was nice to kind of get a little lay of the land that way.
1: Because there was nobody in the stadium. You could really go above and beyond in terms of different camera shots and cinematography. So the handcuff spot to me, was one of the more clever spots. Now you don't have to worry about shooting around your audience. Now you can get in close, you can pull away, you can show more of the reactions of like each of the performers faces. You could see what the referee's doing in a far shot. And then when they had trouble to add to the climax of- Oh, I thought Heyman
0: was not gonna get it. I was like, oh, (laughs) Heyman's fumbling with this big time. That's a lot of pressure. I was like feeling for him. I was like, oh God, if that was me, I'd totally be panicking right now that like my hands like would not be able to unlock those handcuffs. Oh,
1: I would have threw the key to Oose and I would have been like, you're on your own brother. Here you go. Like you figure it out.
0: (laughs) Can I tell you, can I tell you the legit anxiety that I get when people get handcuffed in matches? I'm incredibly claustrophobic. And in the last couple of years, I've become claustrophobic. I've not always been like that. So it's like on my mind all the time now. And it freaks me out when I see someone get like handcuffed to something. So i I'm like, what if they got stuck? Like uh, they did that last week on, uh, on dynamite with luchasaurus. They handcuffed him to the, to the ropes. And I was like, oh, I would not enjoy that at all. Like, I think I would have a panic attack. It's freaking me out to think about it right now. Like it really puts me into a doozy.
1: I would think to myself, could I pull off the Mel Gibson lethal weapon to shoulder separation trick? <laughs> if I'm handcuffed from the back, Am I doing the Martin Riggs shoulder dislocation and slide underneath? And then I can have my hands in front of myself.
0: All right, guys, I've got to take a minute here to give a shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook. They found the perfect way for everyone to get in the action this Sunday. I'm talking about Big Game Bingo. You can claim your free Big Game Bingo card right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The card automatically fills up as you're watching the game. So once you've filled five squares in a row, all you have to do is call Bingo to claim your share of $100,000 in prizes. That's right. FanDuel is giving away $100,000 in prizes for free. FanDuel is the exclusive home for big game Bingo. And your card is waiting for you right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. The app is so easy to use and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. There's more ways to win on FanDuel during the big game, but there's no excuse to miss out on this one. Big game bingo is perfect for everyone and you can win your share of $100,000 in prizes and it's absolutely free to play. Only on the FanDuel Sportsbook app.
1: What did you think of Bad Bunny's jump off the ropes?
0: I thought he was going to eat shit. Oh my God. I would say that it was like slightly better than Snoop Dogg's, but it was bad. Kudos to him for going out there and give it a try because it popped in my head. I was like, why is Miss attacking this DJ booth? And I was like, oh, right. The bad bunny spot. Um, but yeah, when he slipped, that slip off that top rope is very scary. Anytime you see that, like, Oof.
1: And he was wearing Yeezys, too. They have no real grip. If you've ever worn those shoes, those shoes don't have a solid grip.
0: He was like walking out, like selling his ribs or something. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he like legit, like popped something. Cause he, he, he would, like if you're falling like that off the top rope and you slip, like, you know, your whole body's going to just like contort all weird.
1: I thought when he landed, he hurt his groin mm. because he held that for a second. And then he started holding his ribs and I'm like, oh, this dude is really messed up.
0: Yeah. I thought he might've been injured too. Also, how about, um, Carmela's dive spot in her match with Sasha? Ooh, it looked like she bit it hard too. She bounced back though. So, I mean, she's good. And she was also back in the rumble after that. But like, damn, scared me.
1: Her face, blam. Yeah, she hit and it hard. I felt so bad. I was like, I thought she was like, oh, she broke her nose.
0: That looked a little bit scary. Uh, okay, so Sasha retained there. And then uh, Drew McIntyre also retained the WWE Championship. Thank God, right? Could you imagine a situation where he didn't?
1: Oh, the internet would have lost itself. <laughs> Tons of hate, more hate than usual. Yeah, it would have been.
0: It would. And but honestly, it would have been warranted. Like I would I would be with them. I I agree with them.
1: But you didn't like his jujitsu
0: shorts, Goldberg? No, I am not interested. I'm not interested in this. I don't need it in my life. Absolutely not. Um, But I was, I was glad to see that, you know, one and done. They kind of hit all of their spots, played all the hits, got out of there. Uh, it was a good way to start the show, I thought.
1: With shows like that, with big pay-per-views on the big four, I don't mind having a title match starting off a show, specifically something like that. Like, yes, they had a buildup. Drew had COVID-19, so he was out for two weeks, so they really couldn't build it the way they wanted to. But they did have a war of words via social media and on television, which yeah. was totally fine. And it also helps Drew because Drew has been on this run since Royal Rumble of last year, where he really has become the guy and he really has elevated to a top position, but also has carried himself as a top guy with ease. But he's also just a certifiable shit kicker, which I think is really fun to see because it's very rare that you get to see a dominant, dominant champion that's willing to come out each and every week and put the title up because Drew was doing that for a while. And they were running through contenders left and right. Boom, boom, boom. They were firing them off. So now you're getting longer storylines.
0: I love a longer storyline. I think it's great. Because then you get that payoff. It's just, it's so much better, especially somebody like Drew, who's been around for so long. He's come and he's gone. He's had these opportunities, but it's not been the right timing. But to see where he's at now and, you know, I'll say I sat down and did an interview with him for Backstage uh, last Monday. And I've not been in a situation like that with him in a little bit. I mean, even when I was there, I wasn't on Raw, so I didn't really see him there but uh, he's really like rose to the occasion of being that top guy. It blew my mind. I literally said it to, to like the rest of the crew at Fox. So I was like, man, like he, he just owns it. He fills that space. Like he fully owns the room in that way. You can just tell he's so ready to be that guy and like not ready to let that go anytime soon.
1: Yeah, he comes off real proper and debonair, but also at the same time too, you know that there's this attachment of anger and there's still a chip on his shoulder that he has mm-hmm. to prove himself. Like he said with you, drew mcintyre is the future drew mcintyre is the future thanks for watching i mean come on
0: my guy what would (laughs) i be if i didn't you know what i mean
1: (laughs) but he said drew mcintyre was the future but at one point it's going to become drew mcintyre was the past and i would never have gotten there yeah so to see like he really fulfilled the prophecy many many years ago that was like bestowed upon him just goes to show like you can go you and you can come back and you can have a second shot at anything in this world. And he's the perfect example of that.
0: They're the perfect example of like taking that time and learning from it. Cause so many people could have been like, they leave WWE and they get bummed out or they kind of give up or they become just disgruntled, which is like, God, that's worst case scenario. People just get mad about it. But it's like, he had turned that into being like, no, I'm still like a bad motherfucker. I've got something to prove for him to come back though. He is one person I will say, like when I did commentary, he was one of the only people that every single week would come up to me to tell me about his match, about what information he wanted in on commentary. Like not even just to me, but like to all the commentators, like he really took care of every aspect of who he was in the ring. And I it's it's really it's really impressive to see that we should have him on the show. Would
1: we do that? Can we get him on?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Right.
1: I mean, you know, we might know somebody.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I know him.
1: Boom. There you go. (laughs) Show just wrote itself.
0: (laughs) There it is. It's there. Yeah. We should have him on the show. I I just think like he actually really does have like a fascinating story. And uh, as much as we get those like WWE Chronicles and whatnot, let's get into the minutia with that guy. Um, Another, you know, who else I really want to book on this show is uh, Christian. We've touched on the fact that he re debuted here in WWE, but we need to make a really big deal out of this because it's huge. He's not wrestled in seven years out with like chronic concussions, thinking that he wasn't going to be cleared. And lo and behold, there he is. Peep show, baby.
1: And he's just coming out and he's hitting his finisher left and right. He's looking smelt. He's got the abs popping, new gear. I mean, he's just, you want to talk about what a guy, what a guy Christian is. Then I thought we were going to get The five seconds for a photo op and Matt Riddle was going to be there and go, bro.
0: (laughs) Oh, that actually would have been really funny. You should be on the creative team. That would have been great. One day. But I thought
1: that was cool because it was this cool moment. And would it have been a thunderous ovation if we were able to do this with a crowd? Absolutely. 100%. But I think it was a little bit more special because now you really have to watch, right? You really got to pay attention where now the the audience is not part of the show now. Now your peepers are just sitting on the television watching every little thing. So you can just see he walks out. He has a smile from ear to ear, right? Warms my heart. And just to know what he's went through personally with all the concussions and retiring really early when he didn't want to and he was still in his prime
0: feel like everyone like fully knows his whole story either. Cause I don't feel like it was ever all that well documented. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would love to have him on to pick his brain just about what he's gone through over the past seven years, what he's gone through to to be where he's at now. I mean, you look at guys, like I tweeted about it. It's like, man, I can't believe that it's 2021. And right now we're seeing edge Christian and Daniel Bryan all in the ring together. Three guys that we thought were done.
1: Here's what we got in the year of our Lord 2021 (laughs) edge Christian and Kane and Kane comes out and choke slams edge in 2021 in the Royal Rumble.
0: The mayor. What is it? Knox, Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, baby. Can you imagine being like the the, the people of Knoxville, Tennessee being like, there goes our mayor, just choke slamming bitches.
1: Somebody wants a new stop sign. (laughs) Well, you got to wrestle Kane to get that put in the town square.
0: You get the tables. It's happening. Do you think he
1: wears the the whole like regalia when he goes and does his town meetings? God, I wish.
0: But I feel like he's probably in like a lot of gray suits.
1: That's definitely his color.
0: Straight and narrow Glenn. Out there, just yeah, abiding by the laws, creating laws. I don't really know what a mayor does, but he's mayoring to the max. I'm pissed that Samoa Joe didn't get in the rumble though. What a coward.
1: I'm pissed that he cut his hair.
0: You know, I feel like both you and him are um, very follically gifted. Uh, So I feel like that hair could grow back at any given moment. Somebody asked me like, oh, what would be like a cool like out of left field when Rumble? And I was like, oh shit, what if Joe went in? Joe somebody that I just like, I can't believe he was not WWE champion. I can't believe it.
1: It's something that I question a lot too. I mean, you know, he's just one of those dudes that are so intense. You believe that he's a scary man and he's going to choke you out. You want to talk about when somebody turns it on and they get full immersed into their, their gimmick it's right before they come wild. out in the curtain. Yes. That's Samoa Joe.
0: I love Joe. Like, I love him so much as a person. But when I see him switch into Samoa Joe, I'm like, never mind. I'll see you later. Bye. Like, I want nothing to do with that. He's terrifying. Like, terrifying man.
1: Yeah, I'll wait.
0: <laughs> you tell me when you're good, but I'll wait. <laughs> Well, this was fun. This was like a fun little recap. And hey, our first episode on volume, dude. What a debut. What a debut. It's interesting to like debut with a show like this, but it just kind of worked out that we're like, hey, Royal Rumble's on Sunday. Let's do this. Let's get this party started and do a little recap video or podcast, whatever we're doing right now. We're doing a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But yeah, this is going to be really fun. I'm really excited for this little venture for us. It's going to be good for us.
1: Do you want to tell them who's the guest this coming week?
0: Oh my God, you guys ready? I, I did tweet about this, but in case you missed that and didn't see it, it is going to be the UFC heavyweight champion of the world, Stipe Miocic, who is getting ready to do battle uh, at UFC 260 with one Francis Ngannou. He was a blast to have on the show. Great guy. That episode will be dropping for you guys on Thursday. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to keep cranking out some episodes for you. Tons of content all happening here on the oral sessions. Um, and you know, the main thing that I just, I, that I want to just keep doing with this show is like, as much as we're here talking about wrestling, we're talking WWE, we're talking AEW, we're talking, we're talking all things wrestling, talking things UFC, uh, but we can dabble into some other sports and bring on some athletes. I want this to be like a great platform for athletes to be able to come on and, and tell their story and have a little chit chat and tell us a little bit more about themselves if they're not always given the opportunity to do so. And yeah, I just I'm, I'm like really looking forward to where our show's going to go, where it's going to expand and what kind of guests we're going to be able to have guys thanks so much for hanging out with us this was our little recap of royal rumble 2021 we're officially on the road to wrestlemania baby